0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we're going to be talking about protein. Specifically, we're going to be talking about how to know if you need to be eating more protein or if you need to be eating less protein or if you're right where you need to be for your goals. Because there is a real lot of misinformation about protein and how much we need, primarily because of the number of companies and individuals trying to sell us protein products, bars, shakes, and everything in between. I was joking a few weeks ago with my trainer when we were talking about how fascinating it is that our perception of how much protein we need has changed so dramatically over the last 10 to 15 years. If we were to rewind 10 to 15 years ago, we understood that you know we could just eat food and we didn't panic about like this post-workout window or how many grams of protein or do we need to supplement. And over that short period of time, primarily because of the commercialization of products and businesses realizing they can make a lot of money, we now are absolutely convinced that we need to mainline protein after a workout or that bars and shakes are just a normal part of a healthy lifestyle. We're used to, and often believe, the Facebook friend pushing us a protein powder and telling us that it's now impossible to meet our nutrient needs through food. And I'll be the first one to say that our food supply has changed, but in as many ways that it has become impaired or less than it was, it's also improved. But we believe these people who are trying to make money off of us, we believe them when they say, oh, well, you know, in this day and age, it's just not possible to meet your needs through food. Really? Really? Why did this start? When did this start? And why do we just willy-nilly follow these people? It started with the commercialization of health products. Again, companies realized, and this is business, this is what happens, they realized they could make a ton of money selling bars and shakes and protein cookies and everything that we see rows and rows, aisles and aisles of grocery stores, plus a bazillion online companies and all of their distributors. But in order to make money selling these things, what did they have to do first? Well, they had to first convince us that we need it. Not that they're delicious, not that they're healthy, that we need them, that we are somehow incomplete or hurting our health without them. And uh, so, yeah, my trainer and I were joking that uh, we don't think our paleo ancestors were panicking about making sure they killed and cooked an elk within 45 minutes of their trek across the mountains or else they'd lose all their muscle. That's marketing. That's mar- And I used to be a big part of that game. I worked in the supplement industry. So, I mean, hey, I, I know it because I lived it. You sell it by convincing people that they need it. And we are convinced. But... Is it helping us? Are we spending more money and getting the benefit that they're saying we're getting in return? I think most people are gaining weight. The reality, guys, I mean, I, you know I'm a minimalist. I'm a simpleton. I'm not trying to sell you anything here. Eat like a freaking normal human. The rest of the stuff, the rules, the time frames, that's called marketing. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're biking the Tour de France, then you probably want to make sure you eat pretty quickly after you hop off the bike. But uh, the rest of us, I think we'll just be fine with lunch or dinner, right? Like I said, I'm not throwing stones here because I worked in the supplement industry. Not only did I perpetuate this to consumers, I bought into it myself. I've spent so much money on bars and shakes and pills and potions and lotions and whatever, you name it. It doesn't make it necessary. Just because a bazillion people and all of their friends are selling stuff doesn't mean it's good. It just means there's money in it. It means that they have an opportunity to make money. They have these dream boards with the vacations they want to go on and the cars they want to buy by selling you stuff that, sorry, you don't really need it. It's not to say that some of it's going to harm you. Some of it is total trash and can harm you and rob your money. I'm not saying it's all bad. What I'm saying is you don't need it. So the people out there saying that this is something you have to have and you can't meet your nutrient needs with food. Sorry. Sorry, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I believe we have overcomplicated nutrition. And what happens when we overcomplicate nutrition? Number one, we feel overwhelmed. Number two, we feel confused. Number three, we usually end up eating more and spending more money and gaining more weight. We feel like we are beholden to these magical lotions, potions, pills, shakes, bars, whatever, and we're just looking for the one that's actually going to be our magic bullet. My friends free your minds and your wallets it's not that complicated and it doesn't have to be that confusing love your food don't spend a ton of money on it eat like a normal pre-commercialization person feel better lose weight the end right and if you guys have followed me on instagram for a while you've seen the picture i don't know i guess it was almost two years ago now where I was literally drinking a protein shake out of a flower vase. Because my cup wasn't big enough, I drank it out of a flower vase that was the size of my head. Okay? So there is a, a real urgency in the messaging of these companies trying to tell us that we need more protein, more protein, more protein. And as long as it's protein, it's healthy. That's not necessarily the case. It's usually not the case. So I want to talk to you about how much protein we need, how to know what is right for you and your body's needs. And you guys are going to have to be patient with my voice today. Uh, Occupational hazard, it's coming and going. One thing to keep in mind is, like I said, Tour de France riders like shake away, right? But most of us, unless we are chronically ill or elite athletes, not just people that go to the gym every day. Elite athletes, chronically ill, or maybe vegans. The rest of us can quite easily meet and honestly quite easily exceed our protein needs with food, even if we're busy, right? This notion that like you need to drink your shakes because you're too busy for food. If you're too busy for food, Like something has to be adjusted there, right? And I am not somebody that spends hours in the kitchen. But if you are buying the argument that you're just too busy to eat, you got to check something because that's another problem more than the protein shake itself. The reason that I lumped vegans in there as people who, who maybe need to supplement with protein, but not necessarily, it depends on what they're willing to eat. But the reality is that animal proteins are far more bioavailable, meaning your body can digest and absorb and utilize them more easily and more completely than plant proteins are. But I don't want to imply that vegans need to supplement. They might not need to, but they're going to fall into that camp of maybe having a more difficult time meeting their protein needs from Whole foods. But for those of you that are like, well, what should I supplement with after my workout? Nothing. What should you have after your workout? Lunch, dinner, whatever meal comes next. The other thing that I really want to remind you guys of, and we'll talk about this at several points throughout today's podcast, there is no magic number of how many grams of protein you need to consume for health, for fat loss, for recovery, for anything. There is no magic number. Now, can you Google how much protein do I need? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You can Google that just like you can Google how many calories should I eat. In fact, when I Googled how much protein do I need, I got almost 16 million search results in about a half a second. 16 million answers to that question, how much protein do I need in half a second. So can you find the answers? Yes. But are they the right answers? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, seriously, first of all, They're gross overgeneralizations at a bare minimum. And second of all, they have nothing to do with you. They don't take into account where you are, not just your weight, because you could find some calculator online to say, this is how much away I weigh, how much protein should I eat? That's not the only factor. There are many other factors, and only you know what works for you. Only your body is going to tell you what works for you. Please, 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 I'm begging. Stop looking to Google for answers about your health and your fat loss. Please, please do not look for such personal information on Google. Understand that anybody with an opinion and a keyboard can put up an answer, and it doesn't have anything to do with you, and I would be willing to put my money down that 90% of the answers, not only 100% of them don't have to do with you unless you wrote it, but 90% of them are probably flat out wrong and misinformed, and you're spending all of this time and energy and generating all of this confusion when you could simplify it by asking yourself. Got a question? ask yourself, ask your body, what's true for me? What works for me? What makes me feel my best? What moves me towards my goals and what doesn't? And we cannot just say, oh, well, if I put in my activity level and my body weight, then it's going to spit out this magical number of grams of protein I need to eat. Hogwash, not true. There are so many different factors And we can't quantify all of them. Yeah, we can quantify things like our age and our activity level, our body weight, but also the things that matter are our health status. Are you recovering from a workout? Are you recovering from an illness? Do you have a compromised immune system? Do you have hormonal imbalances that are going on? What other macros are you eating? It's not just about how much protein you should eat because the other part of the equation is, well, what else are you eating? What else is going into your body? You might need to eat more protein than you're eating right now. You might need to eat less. You might be just right. I don't know. But your body knows. And I want to help you figure that out. You will know when you've hit your sweet spot because number one, You will be making progress towards your goal, whatever that is. For some of you, the goal is fat loss. For some of you, the goal is strength or muscle gain, or um, maybe the goal is energy, right? So the first way you'll know is that you'll be making progress towards your goal, but that's not the only way. The second thing you need to have, in addition to making progress towards whatever your goal is, you need to feel well. You need to have stable energy, few cravings, and stable mood. You could just like stop eating and be losing weight and think, oh, I must be getting enough protein. No, you have to be making progress towards your goal and you have to feel well. Stable energy, few cravings, stable mood, that sort of thing. Protein is very important. I am not in any way taking away from the fact that protein is important. It's important for a bazillion reasons that I've talked about here on the podcast before. In addition to the fact that it is very satiating, for most people, protein will make them feel fuller on less than fat or carbohydrates, so that's great. What we see in research and lots of articles out there, and we kind of take this piece of information and run with it without really considering other factors, when people eat a higher protein diet, they tend to lose more weight. But we have to consider the other factors. It's not just the protein. There are a few other things going on. First of all, because of that high satiety factor with protein, because people tend to feel fuller faster on less with protein compared to fat or carbohydrate, when we eat more protein, we experience less hunger, so we eat less overall. So that's a factor. But also... When we increase the amount of protein we are eating, we aren't typically just stacking it on top of our existing diet without any other changes. So what I mean is, when we eat more protein, we're usually eating less of some other category of food. So it's not just less overall, but we're dialing back our fat, we're dialing back our carbs. So what I mean, if you have... um. If you decide to start having bacon and egg for breakfast, you're not just adding bacon and eggs to your normal bagel and juice and bowl of fruit. So on the one hand, you're likely to eat less later because of the satiety factor. But on the other hand, you're going to eat less out of the gate because you're not just saying, oh, I'm just going to add chicken to what I've normally been eating. No, you're going to replace and swap out. So you're eating more at the moment or eating less at the moment and also tending to eat a little bit less later. The other reason that we tend to see more weight loss in folks who eat a higher protein diet is that protein helps to control your blood sugar levels. And you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast how important that is for fat loss. If you're new to the podcast, you can't go back too far without hearing me talk about that over and over and over. But there is too much of a good thing, and I have shared with you before that I got stuck in this trap of protein is great for fat loss, protein is great for blood sugar, protein is great for satiety and energy and muscles, so I'm just going to have more of it, and I'm going to go back for seconds, and if I want more food, I'm going to get more chicken, and I'm going to have protein shakes, and blah, blah, blah. There is such thing as too much of a good thing for a lot of people. When they ditch the processed foods and they lean more on whole foods... They'll often go a bit too far and feel like if it's quote unquote healthy, then they can just have as much as they want. We have to keep in mind that there is no storage form of dietary protein in the body. There is no storage form. If you consume extra, your body has to convert it. So when we consume protein, your body's going to use what it needs. But when there is an excess and it has to be stored, it can't be stored as protein. So your body breaks it down to generate glucose or sugar. What does that glucose do? It raises your blood sugar. And what does that prompt? When we elevate our blood sugar, what happens? We have an insulin response. Insulin puts your body into that storage mode, into that anabolic mode, which turns off fat burning. And what happens when our energy needs are met and our body doesn't need that glucose that's now floating through the bloodstream? It has to be stored. And what happens if your glucose short-term storage, it's stored as glycogen, it can be stored in the muscle or in the liver. I did a whole episode on that called Carb Spillover. If you go to primalpotential.com and search Carb Spillover, that episode will come right up and you can listen to it there. But the reality is when you consume too much protein... And your body doesn't need any more of it. And it has to store it. It breaks it down to glucose. Well, if you don't have any short-term storage left in your glycogen reserves in your muscle tissue or your liver tissue, because that is a limited storage site, and for most people, unless you're regularly active or not eating a lot of carbs or protein, that tends to be full. So what happens then? It gets converted to and stored as fat it started as protein ends up as fat on your hips around your belly. So the more, the most important questions that I want you guys asking yourselves is, not so much, I, I want you to stay away from the Googleable questions that most of us turn to our browsers with and then leave in frustration and utter confusion. I don't want you thinking about it in terms of how many grams of protein do I need and what should I eat immediately after my workout? The most important questions that we should be asking are, is this working for me? Is my body responding the way I want it to? Am I recovering well after my workouts? Is my energy stable? Is my mood stable? Now, there are some general guidelines that you can use as a starting point, but please understand, they're just that. They're just a starting point, a place to begin if you want some structure. But let's also not overlook the fact that whatever you're doing right now can be your starting point. You don't need to say, oh, okay, 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. You can just look at what you're doing right now. Are you making progress towards your goals? How are you feeling? Adjust from there, right? So these general guidelines for somebody that's not working out, again, general guideline, please don't take this as gospel. That's the exact opposite of what I want you to do. General guideline for a sedentary individual, round about 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight, not per pound of body weight, per kilogram of body weight. If you're active, around one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. And if you're active, but you don't want to lose weight, or maybe you want to put on muscle, you can get closer to the two grams of protein per kilograms of body weight. But the reality is, guys, that's just a starting point because it also depends on what else you are eating. And that's the primary problem with folks who say, oh yeah, get 30 to 40% of your calories from protein. Well, First of all, calorie counting is not an efficient way to go about fat loss because calories are information and they all act very differently in the body. So you can have the identical amount of calories, one of which really promotes fat loss and one of which promotes fat storage. But the other thing is you can hit 30 to 40% of your calories from protein, but be eating too many calories or be eating too few calories or have the other 60 to 70% of your calories creating total hormonal chaos that prevents fat burning. So I don't recommend that approach. And it's a lot of work counting all of that stuff. The most straightforward approach that's going to give you your answer, not the most common answer on Google, is, is this working for me? Am I getting results? How do I feel? Nothing replaces that information. The other thing that I want to throw out there is that you don't have to eat the same amount every day. You do not need to panic if you had a particularly low-protein day because of the options that were available to you, or if you ate a little bit more protein one day because you were really excessively hungry. Our energy needs are not the same day-to-day, which is one of my primary frustrations with the calorie counting, macro counting kind of thing. It basically means that you have to defy the signals of your body and follow these arbitrary numbers that are like totally pulled out of the sky. No. Think back to your paleo ancestors. They probably had days where they feasted and days where they really fasted. And I'm not suggesting the feast-fast dichotomy, but what I'm saying is hormonally, some days you'll have more of an appetite and some days you'll have less of an appetite. This could be due to hormonal fluctuations uh, related to if you're a female your menstrual cycle. It could be related to stress. It could be related to sleep. It could be related to activity level. It could be related to the fact that maybe your body is fighting a little bit of a bug or something like that. So please do not panic over like, oh my gosh, I didn't have a serving of protein at every meal, or oh my gosh, I had three helpings of protein at dinner. Really listen to your body. Now, The other thing to keep in mind is that some people do have higher protein needs than other people. Individuals who are trying to lose weight should eat a little bit more protein than folks who maybe are trying to maintain their weight, right? or people who are doing intense physical training. I'm not talking about your daily spin class or your 15-minute wad. I'm talking about intense physical training. Individuals who are under stress and or suffering from adrenal fatigue can benefit from a higher percentage of protein in their daily diet, or of course anybody who's overcoming an injury or an illness. The other thing to throw out, of course, is that the more you weigh, the more you can get away with eating. I ate more at 350 pounds than I do now. And I don't just mean I ate more when I was maintaining that weight or gaining weight. I ate more and lost weight at 350 pounds than I do now. So for my clients who are over 300 pounds, they can eat more protein and lose weight than a client who is 200 pounds, right? And they are likely to eat more and still lose weight than a client who is 145 pounds. But we can easily meet these needs by just eating like normal people. We don't need to be pumping down protein shakes. A serving to a serving and a half of protein at your meals, right? Obviously more if you're doing two larger meals a day, which tends to be my meal structure, less if you're doing, say, five smaller meals or three meals and two snacks. A serving of protein is going to be about the size of a deck of cards or round about the palm of your hand, three to four ounces of meat or fish. We're not talking about 12 ounces, guys. Three to four ounces is a serving. If we're talking about eggs, we're talking about a couple of eggs, When I share what I ate yesterday, you see that most days I do two larger meals, so I have more protein at those meals than if I was doing three, four, or five meals. One way to check in with if you're satisfied with the amount that you're eating is to eat more slowly, chew more, I talk about this all the time. Chew way more than you're chewing now. Most of us chew each bite of food, say, six, seven times before we swallow. We really should be chewing more like 20 times. Not only does that help with digestion and satiety, um, but it also is going to give us an opportunity to kind of gauge, am I satisfied or do I need to keep eating? And then periodically ask yourself that question, am I satisfied or do I need to keep eating? And continuously ask, that's why I'm such a huge fan of journaling, is this working for me? Tons of people, I get these emails every day, feel like they're eating really clean and they're not seeing results. Very often, what I see is that they're eating too much protein or too much fat or both. So let your body tell you what you're doing and if it's right for you. How's your energy level? What happens to your results and how you feel if you eat a little bit more protein? What happens to your results and how you feel if you eat a little bit less protein? How are you recovering if you're working out? right? All of these things we have to keep in mind. Our body is communicating us with us, but we're often not paying attention. If you have a meat aversion, dial it back a little bit. I know for me, My body tends to let me know pretty clearly when I need more protein. For example, when the weather's a little bit warmer, I have more of an aversion to protein and I tend to want more of the vegetables and the fruits, more water, more fiber, more vitamins, more minerals. That's okay. I don't need to panic like, oh my gosh, I didn't have chicken at dinner. I'm going to fall apart. My muscles are going to fall off. I'm not going to be able to lift weights tomorrow. No, it is normal for your body's needs to ebb and flow with your hormonal fluctuations, but also with the seasons. So listen to your body. If you're having particular aversions, that's okay. Understand that they're very unlikely to last forever, and your body is gonna let you know what works. Pay attention to your energy, pay attention to your fat loss, pay attention to your recovery after your workouts, and to your food preferences. It will make a world of difference. On that note, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Pretty typical day for me. Started out with coffee, black coffee. I did have one cup with cream um, because I just was a little under the weather and wanted to give myself a little bit of a boost. Um... Super random salad bar haul in the middle of the day. I literally just got a container of raw vegetables, tomatoes, green peppers, raw cauliflower and three strips of bacon. So you can see there not really much protein with that meal. And that's okay. I loaded up a little bit more significantly on the protein, but even not overkill because I just was more sedentary yesterday. Um, I had zucchini noodles and I had one strip of bacon with four eggs. So four eggs is kind of a lot for me, but given that I hadn't really had much protein the rest of the day, it worked. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back in a couple of days with another one. So keep the questions coming. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week, right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.